Welcome to Walking Together, a podcast all about encouraging each other as we follow Jesus together. I'm your host, Dennis Lavelle. Let's start walking. Hey, thanks for listening in on the very first podcast of Walking Together. First, let me give a few shout outs. I want to thank my wife, Laura, who not only encourages me every day, but she encouraged me to do this podcast. Thanks to my son, Drake, who gave me a really cool Blue Yeti microphone for Christmas so I could do the podcast. And to my other son, Brady, who has made the graphics and artwork for this. He's been a huge help in the thought process behind it. It's been a family effort for sure. Well, with that out of the way, let me share a couple of thoughts with you. I was reading the other day about a man who's a member at his local gym. Now, depending on where you are, some gyms are open, some are not. But this man goes on to say that each year, on January 1st, they bring in extra gym equipment. I mean, the place is absolutely packed out. But by January 7th, they move out all the extra equipment as most people have given up on their New Year's resolution and the busyness of the gym returns to normal. Now, maybe you've experienced this as well. You've promised yourself, I'm going to get fit. I'm going to eat less. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get out of debt. I'm going to be friendlier. I'm going to stop a bad habit. I'm going to spend more time in God's Word. I'm going to pray more. And the list goes on. There is nothing wrong with making those common New Year's resolutions. The problem is we all make resolutions that we will fail to keep. The good news is that each year is an opportunity for new beginnings and a fresh start. But then again, so is each week. Every Sunday is the first day of the week, a new beginning. And if we're being honest, actually every day is an opportunity for a new beginning. And whether it's every day, every week, or every year, we need to draw a line in the sand and say, I'm done with this. I'm not going there anymore, especially when we start talking about guilt and the choices we've made in the past they keep coming back to haunt us. Well, let's face it. We all need to hit the reset button in our life. We're all familiar with what a reboot or a reset is. Your computer, your tablet, or your phone crashes. What do you do? You reboot the stupid thing. And while we know how to do that with our devices, we find it difficult to do that for ourselves personally. What do you do when you feel stuck in your life? Sometimes you can identify the problem. Sometimes you can't. All you know is that you need to hit the reset button. Now, when you're talking about electronics, sometimes the only solution, short of sending it back to the manufacturer or the place you bought it from, is to reset it to the original factory specs. And honestly, we hesitate to do that because we've spent time customizing everything to our personal preferences. If you have a good backup, you can just restore your preferences. But sometimes, you unwittingly back up the error. And when you restore from that backup, you just end up putting the same problem back on your device. Now, obviously, we're not created in a factory. 
but we were designed by God himself, and we have some specifications and parameters in which we are supposed to operate. And we have to go back to those to be healthy, physically, emotionally, relationally, and of course, spiritually. Now, I admit, I am by nature a I do not want to read the instruction manual kind of guy. I prefer to get everything out of the box and just start. I mean, that's part of the challenge, right? It's all part of the fun. Now, I don't know if that's a guy thing or a me thing, but it's not always a good thing. But every day we are confronted with choices, big and small, and sometimes we choose wrong. So God gives us a reset button to be reconciled with him. 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But please understand that a reset hardly ever fixes the problem permanently. On very rare occasions, does that actually work? We normally have to go through the reset process time and time again. I remember last summer, Laura's iPhone kept switching itself off three, four, five times a day. It was very strange. We rebooted and rebooted and even deleted everything and restored it. But come to find out, the real problem was the battery. It just wasn't shelling out enough current to keep the phone turned on. So resetting didn't fix the problem. And while a reset hardly ever fixes the problem permanently, it does, however, often reveal the real problem. So for some of you, this may be the first time you're going to push God's reset button for your life. And for some of you, it's going to be a reminder of God's grace and the number of times, the number of opportunities he gives us to hit the reset button for our life. And one of the things that's helped me, and I believe will help you as well, especially when it comes to making plans and goals for this new year, is that nowhere in Scripture are we called upon to make a commitment to Christ. But we are called upon to surrender ourselves to him. Now, let me explain that a bit. If you grew up like me, you went to summer youth camps, and it was an experience. You took the church bus. The bus always broke down. It was hot. It was dusty. We met new friends. We played new games, got sunburned, took freezing cold showers. Fun times. And every evening, we would sit and listen to a guest speaker who diligently tried to impart some wisdom into our young lives. And at the end, there would be an invitation to commit or recommit our life to Christ. And teens, as well as adults, would at that moment rededicate, recommit their lives to God. Now, please don't misunderstand me. Commitment to certain things is very helpful. You want to be committed to having a work ethic so that your boss is pleased with what you do. You want to be committed in your marriage 
You want your spouse to be committed to you, right? You want to be committed in paying your bills on time to build and maintain credit. So commitment has its place. But when you're talking about your relationship with God, commitment isn't the right word. Surrender is the right word. Well, you might say, aren't they the same? No, they're not even close. When you make a commitment, who's in control? That's right, you are. You can commit to losing 35 pounds, but who determines the level of commitment? You do. If you're tired and you don't want to go walking or jogging or go to the gym that early in the morning, you tell yourself, well, I'll do it later tonight or I'll walk double tomorrow. What you've done is you've just set the level of your commitment. If you've been diligent to stick with the regimen of exercise and healthy eating and you've lost five of your 35-pound goal, do you then reward yourself with a big slice of cake? <laughs> well, some people do. You control the level of commitment. You choose the level of dedication. You determine just how committed you want to be. And you can commit to anything you want to, but you're still in control. But surrender is different. If you're at the bank and somebody walks in with a weapon and shouts, everyone on the ground, and put your valuables in this bag. Unless you decide you're going to pull out your concealed weapon and be the hero, at that particular moment, you're going to surrender. Maybe not willfully or cheerfully, you are not in charge. And more than likely, your phone, your money, your wallet, your purse, your watch, your jewelry, will end up in the hands of the thief. Why? Surrender means you are not in control. And honestly, we have no right to call ourselves followers of Jesus if we refuse to surrender ourselves to Him. Surrendering is how we hear. Surrendering is how we obey what He says. Well, what about Psalm 37? Verses 4 and 5. A lot of people have this hanging on their wall in their house. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Well, the word commit in Hebrew doesn't mean what you think it means. It's actually a word picture of rolling something rolling a big rock or rolling some big obstacle, just rolling it over. The word way in the same sentence, commit your way to the Lord. The word means a well-trodden path, something that you and many other people would walk on every day. And when you put those two words together, you put it back into the context of what David, the writer of the psalm, is saying, the idea is that God wants you to roll your well-trodden path, which is the way we live every day, the way we walk every day, our lifestyle. We are to roll it over onto God. 
you roll everything you're facing, everything you're going through, everything that people are saying to you personally or behind your back, those difficult moments, you roll it over to him. So God, in essence, says, let me worry about that for you. Roll that over to me. And the language is so very personal because that's how much God cares about you. So as we enter into 2021, don't be afraid to push that reset button in your life. Remember, he doesn't want your commitment. He wants your surrender. This year for sure, we'll have more twists and turns than you could ever possibly imagine. So let him have complete control. You won't regret it. Share this with a friend if it's been helpful. We'll see you next time.